Good morning, and welcome to worship at First United Methodist Church. It's a joy to see all of you gathered here and know that there are some of you worshiping with us online. If you could take a moment and register your attendance in the pew pad and place that sheet in the offering plate later in the service, we would appreciate that. Or if you are joining us online, if you would leave a comment so we will know who is worshiping with us. As you came in today, I hope you saw the calendar sheet for this week. And on that sheet, you will see all things Advent here at First United Methodist Church. Uh, on there, you will find a QR code that will let you know what's ahead in the coming weeks, including next Sunday begins Advent. And here at the traditional service, we will have the celebration of the Christmas tree. So I hope you can make that special event. Also, uh, to announce the United Methodist Women of Faith's luncheon will be December uh, 4th at 11 o'clock. And the ELC children will be 12 o'clock noon. Okay, sorry. Noon and the ELC children will be singing for that program. Also, the women of the church are invited to Alice and Casey's house on December 3rd at 5 o'clock for a time of fellowship. If you would like more information about that, you can see Catherine after the service or me after the service. Let us prepare ourselves for worship with a time of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and your holy presence with us. God, we just ask your blessings upon this service. May we be renewed in this hour of worship and strengthened for our life of discipleship. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. 
From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. And now we worship our God with our morning offering. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the good and perfect gifts in our lives, for we are truly blessed. And out of our blessings, we return to you, asking that you bless these gifts, guide us in their use, and multiply them for the coming of your kingdom and for your glory so that your lordship may be known over all the earth and so that Christ will be king in all lives. This we ask in his name. Amen. Seated one day at the organ, I was weary and ill at ease, and my fingers wandered idly over the noisy keys. I know not what I was thinking, Oh, what I was dreaming then, but I struck one chord of music like the sound of a great amen, like the sound of a great amen. It flooded the crimson twilight like the close of an angel's psalm, and it lay on my fevered spirit with a touch of infinite calm. It quieted pain and sorrow like love overcoming strife, 
It's in the harmonious echo from our discordant life. It's linked our perplexed meanings into one perfect peace and trembled away into silence as if it were loth to cease. I have sought, but I seek it vainly, that one lost chord divine, which came from the soul of the organ and entered into mine. It may be that death's bright angel will speak in that chord again. It may be that only in hell I shall hear that grand amen. It may be that death's bright angel will speak in that chord again. It may be that only in hell I shall hear that grand amen. may be seated. As we go to our time of morning prayer, just a word of, of gratitude for all of you who served and participated in the community Thanksgiving here in, in Gadsden. I understand that over 10,000 meals were served on Thursday, so thank you for your donations and your work and your prayers for that effort. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you are so good and your steadfast love endures forever. For in you we are so blessed. And on this Thanksgiving weekend we count our blessings again and again. 
We thank you for this opportunity of worship and this opportunity to gather as a family of faith. We thank you for warmth and for food and for friends and for the grace we've experienced in Jesus Christ. We thank you for this time of worship, for music, for this church and the faithfulness of the saints who have gone before us and are with us today. We thank you for your love. In you, we are so blessed and help us not take those blessings for granted, but carry them with you, us each day to offer you praise and gratitude. May your presence not only be with us, but those who are struggling and mourning and having difficulties today. God, be with this church, our community, our nation, and our world. Forgive us our sins when we fail to do your will and help us to live in our lives to be more like Jesus. It is in his name we pray together the prayer that he taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Me and children, you are dismissed to Children's Church with Miss Catherine.
Thank you, choir. That's me and my mic pack. Sorry, guys. So, um, happy holidays. Now, I realize with such an expression that some of you may have felt your blood pressure go up just a little bit. Who knew that a greeting could cause so much controversy? But today, we're not going to debate the merits of, of any holiday greeting and how you would feel about such said greeting. We're here to think about how we prepare for holidays and how we ready ourselves for the weeks that are ahead, this coming Advent season.
how we make this season special and important. Now, in case you didn't realize it, the word holiday actually has its roots in Christian tradition. Holiday is, comes from the word holy days. And that is because in medieval times, all of life centered around the church. And all the feasts and festival celebrations were church-related. They were holy days. For example, Easter, holy day. Christmas, holy day. All Hallows' Eve, which we now know is Halloween, was a holy day. St. Valentine's Day, holy days. These were all holy days in the life of the church and in the life of God's people. So as we move to holy days ahead to help us prepare for them, we're going to look at Zechariah's story and how a typical moment of work became a holy occasion and encounter with God. I invite you to take your Bibles and turn to the Gospel of Luke the first chapter, verses 5 through 20. Luke 1, 5 through 20. Now hear the good news. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly order of Abijah. His wife was a descendant of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were getting on in years. Once when he was serving as priest before God and his section was on duty, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and offer incense. Now, at that time of the incense offering, the whole assembly of the people was praying outside. Then there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was terrified and fear overwhelmed him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink. Even before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. With the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before him to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedience to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready the people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, How will I know that this is so? For I am an old man, and my wife is getting on in years. The angel replied, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and bring you this good news. But now, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time, you will become mute, unable to speak until the day that these things occur. 
the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we prepare our hearts for the holy season which is ahead, we ask for your guidance. And may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable unto you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Zechariah has been given a great once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. His section of the priests are serving in the temple, which my commentary says happens only twice a year. Not only is it time for his section to serve, but he has been chosen by lot or his been chosen by drawing in order to go into the sanctuary and offer incense in the holy place. Now this was a great honor and something he had been waiting for for a very long time. It was a, an amazing opportunity for Zechariah. And with this amazing opportunity comes great responsibility. And with that responsibility, Zechariah may have been just a little bit frightened at what was ahead. After all, if you read in Exodus, you will find that priests, when they entered into the holy place, were supposed to wear bales on their clothing. And Exodus 28, 33 through 35 says this, Its sound shall be heard as he goes into the holy place before the Lord, and when he comes out, so that he may not die. So they wore bales. So people would know on the outside where the priest was when he was in the holy space. And if the bell should cease ringing, they would know that the priest may have made a misstep and was struck dead. And not only that, tradition says that the priest tied a rope to their ankle. And if they should make a misstep and something should happen, the rope would be there and those on the outside waiting could pull the body out. So Zechariah had to be a little bit concerned as he was going into this holy place. I don't know the traditions of his time, but still, he had to be a little bit wary. And what would happen as he went into that holy place? He came in and there at the right side of the altar of incense was an angel. Now, you must remember, angels of the Bible are not cherubs, not little sweet cherubs like we see on Valentine's Day. They are all male. And these angels, have you noticed any time that anyone encounters an angel uh, in the Bible, the first words will be, do not be afraid. And simply by them saying this, they had to be kind of, Fear-evoking creatures. I think of them as like warrior messengers from God. These great messengers. So we even read in the scripture reading today that when Zechariah saw him, he was terrified. But the angel didn't have scary news. He had great news. Zechariah and Elizabeth were going to be parents. 
what they thought was impossible was going to be possible. And not only that, but it was going to be great. This child was going to be holy, filled with the spirit and righteous, and be in the spirit of Elijah. This was going to be a special baby named John. Well, Zechariah can't believe it. He can't believe what he's been told. So he starts to question as any of us would. And guess what? He is struck mute until these things occur. Can you imagine seeing this angel and having such great news delivered to you and then you cannot shout, shout it out for the world to hear? And this was great news. For in his time, Elizabeth faced disgrace because she was barren. And this PK, priest kid, was going to make his parents proud. He was going to be great in the sight of the Lord. A miracle was about to happen. And Zechariah had heard this great news. Now, at this point, you may be wondering what a mute priest, a miracle baby, preparing for the holidays and happy holidays have to do with each other. Trust me, they're all related. They have to do with the holy, how we prepare and encounter the holy in our lives. Because really, that's the key ingredient to happy holy days. It's remembering that we have a sacred time ahead and God is in the middle of it all. If we remember that our holidays are holy days, then we remember that these days are special because of the presence of God. From simple celebrations to the celebrations with much dazzle and brilliance, what makes our time special is the Lord. God shows up through the power of the Holy Spirit just as God showed up to a priest long ago. Not only are holidays an opportunity for us to connect with tradition, but they're an opportunity for us to remember Jesus. If you read in the Gospel of Matthew, you see that another name for Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus is God with us. We serve a God who is not far and lofty and removed from us, but a God that is with us. As the Gospel of John said, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. To know our problems, our difficulties, our struggles in life. And Jesus is there in the middle of it all. And God is still active among us. He's still active just as he was in the time of Zechariah. I believe that God is still in the miracle business. Now, I don't expect to get a holy messenger telling me that there's going to be some sort of miracle baby in my life. Trust me, that would be kind of scary, and I would probably be struck silent too, and most of you would as well. But I believe those miracles happen in healing, in restoration, in forgiveness, in salvation, in grace, in love, and people coming together in Jesus Christ. God is still working among us, especially in the coming weeks as we go through the Advent season and Christmas. And I can't wait for the Advent season. When you come in this sanctuary next week, the 
the Chrismon tree will be up, the angel tree will be up, and this place will be beautiful. Now, it is always beautiful. This sanctuary is breathtaking. We are blessed with incredible artwork here. The ornate wood carvings, the, the beautiful stained glass windows. And I know you can't see it, but the stained glass window in back, particularly today, is incredible. Choir, would you not agree? Today, it, it looks three-dimensional, Jesus does. And all these are so sacred and so beautiful. But often in our ordinary worship, we take it for granted. We don't observe the holy, sacred nature of this place. But next week, when the symbols of the season is up, it will feel, we can feel the presence of Christ with us through these beautiful decorations. And we'll celebrate them at the celebration service at 9 o'clock with the hanging of the green. And you'll get to hear more about the chrismons on our tree with the celebration of the chrismons. All of these are beautiful opportunities to recognize the holy among us. Because he is among us, as Matthew 18 says, when two or three are gathered in his name in agreement, he is here. And he is here with us as we gather as the body of Christ. Not only in worship and in prayer and song and as we come together in this place, but he is with us as we go about our lives this Advent season. As we gather as community, as we gather with family, as we go about our business, Christ is with us and Christ shows up and his presence is real. I even think his holy presence might be with us as we're shopping at Walmart this season. If we look for him and have eyes to see and ears to hear, we will know that Christ is among us and he is right in the middle of our lives, in the middle of the good and the bad and the messy and the perfect. Christ shows up and he brings holiness to our days. Where do you see God's messengers? I see them in my brothers and sisters in Christ. I saw them last week as I went with the youth to volunteer at the venue uh, for Thanksgiving meals. I saw them in texts from friends and family over Thanksgiving and my birthday. I heard them in encouraging words and, and beautiful sentiments. Christ is there. If we have a heart to see him and eyes to see, we will recognize the holy among us. And that is how we prepare for holy seasons ahead. We, like Zechariah, anticipate those holy encounters with God and we are on the lookout for his messengers waiting for the good news to enter our lives because the good news is all around us the messengers are all around us God's activity is around us with the power of holy the Holy Spirit we just have to be open to God's work and God's presence so if you're one of those people who put up your Christmas decorations after Halloween and you're already ready and been singing Christmas carols all month long, good for you. Enjoy your celebration. God is there. If you're one of those people who would prefer not much decoration and celebration, but rather a silent night with Netflix and a lean cuisine, good for you. 
because God is in the middle of all that too. God is with us in these holy seasons and God is working. Whether it be a silent night or a bustling night, God is there. The holiness of God is what makes these seasons so special. And may we have a fresh encounter with him just like Zechariah over the coming weeks. So happy holy days, First Methodist. May you have a fresh experience of the holiness of God. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your holy presence with us. Whether that be in extraordinary times of worship or ordinary moments of life. We thank you for the messengers which remind us of you. And we thank you for the beauty of the Advent and Christmas season which is yet to come. Help us prepare our homes, our souls, our hearts, and our lives to receive the Christ child once again. It is in his name that we pray. Amen.